99.7 FM, radio for the discerning listener. Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's Word. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. There are two kinds of things mentioned, the secret things and the things that are revealed. The secret things, things that are revealed. The secret things belong to God. The things that are revealed belongs to us. It means that God is a revealer. But he doesn't reveal everything at the same time. He doesn't dump everything he knows on us. He does it systematically. So normally we would say that revelation is progressive. It progresses. Because the manufacturer God has the secret things and he reveals it to us. And what he reveals to us is what we know. And what we know we have a responsibility to live by or to act on. All right. So... Revelation is progressive and revelation brings responsibility. And 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now the scripture doesn't do one thing. It's for doctrine, it's for reproof, for correction, for instruction in our righteousness. So, I'm jumping myself. I shouldn't be saying that at this point. I should be saying later, but let me say it now. I'll say it later too. <laughs> so, for example, when you, when you read the Bible, it is inspired, but not everything in it is for doctrine. Some is for correction. So, for example, if you read that Solomon married 700 women and had 300 concubines, it is in the owner's manual. But what is it for? Is it for doctrine? No. It is for correction. So you don't make the same mistakes, man. That's a way about, but it's in the Bible. But it's... When you, you, you see that Abraham went to take his wife, his maid servant Hagar, and had a child with her. Does it mean we should also go and take our maid servants and have children with them? What is it for? Is it for doctrine? No. So when you are looking at the scripture, you have to understand it's not all serving the same purpose. Not everything in the scripture is for doctrine. Some is for correction. Some is for rebuke. So some of the scripture, when you read it, God is rebuking you. 
Some he's establishing doctrine. Some he's correcting you. So we'll talk about that later. So you have to find what the scripture is saying at every point. Because you can't take a scripture that is for rebuke and make it a doctrine. You can't take something that is for correction and make it a doctrine. You have to know what establishes doctrine. And doctrine means that which is established as the rule. Correction means, yes, God is telling you what not to do. Through Solomon. And through David. Because, you know, sometimes people say, well, David is the man after God's own heart. So, David loved women. So, people after God's own heart must also love women. We have to figure all that out. We'll do that later. But I just had to throw it in for the time being because some of you, this may be the only series you hear. So you must know that one. <laughs> all right. Now, special revelation also has components. And go to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Now, if you remember, I kept saying I will come back to this verse when I was teaching uh, on, on several things in the earlier series in the year. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3 says, God, who at various times and in various ways, that is so important for you to understand what God has spoken you have to understand the way in which he spoke it and the time in which he spoke it and I will deal with that when it comes to illumination but God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So, special revelation has to do with God speaking. If you look at verses 1 and 2, God who in various ways in, in time past spoke to the prophets, Verse 2, has in these last days spoken through his son. So special revelation always has to do with direct speech. It is not deduction. It is not what you look at the universe and say, oh, God must be like this, or God must be like that, or this is how God is. This is God himself speaking. Special revelation is always direct revelation. It's not based on making deductions about God. And there are two faces of special revelation. What God said through the prophets. Note verse 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. The prophets in this passage refers to the Old Testament patriarchs and prophets who spoke the word of God. And next week I'll look at that closely. But the prophets will range from Noah to Adam, Moses, right through to John the Baptist. 
The Bible says God spoke through them to the fathers through the prophets. God spoke through them. But that is not all. What they said was special revelation. But then the writer in Hebrews is saying, but that's not all. But he says, in these last days, God has also spoken to us through his son. So what he spoke to the, through the prophets, what he spoke through Jesus are not on the same level. Are not on the same level. So, in order for a person to understand special revelation, it's also important for that person to understand that what he said through the prophets and what he said through Jesus are not the same. Or, let me put it better, they are not of the same level. They are all important, they are all God speaking, but they are not all at the same level. What Jesus said has a higher authority than what the prophets said. So when, when it comes to interpreting the scripture, which I will do in the third series, you have to really be careful because you know many times people would say, well, but it's in the Bible. And they'll pick something from Deuteronomy and say, oh, but it's in the Bible. And they'll pick something from Leviticus and say, but it's in the Bible. And, and, and then they'll say, but, but Elijah did it. Oh, but, but Moses did it. But this, yes, that's special revelation. But then there is another level of special revelation, which is what God said through Jesus. And whenever there is a conflict between the two, what Jesus said supersedes what the prophet said. That's very important. If you don't get this right, you will mix and match the scriptures by heart. So sometimes I, I listen to preachers preaching and I say, hmm, they are saying something, but woe on the hearers. Because first, they don't understand general revelation, they don't understand special revelation, and when it comes to special revelation, anything goes. So they'll go and pick some obscure verse in some, you know, Leviticus and say, well, it's in the Bible, it's in your Bible, read it. And people read it and say, hey, it's in the Bible. But Hebrews is telling us, God who at various times, in various ways, spoke to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. The voice of the son is higher than that of the prophets. So somebody will say, well, then maybe God is still speaking. Well, Jesus is God's last revelation. Beyond him, there is no revelation. Remember before Jesus died, he promised that the Holy Spirit will come. But Jesus was very careful. He said the Holy Spirit is not going to reveal something different. The Holy Spirit is going to take what is mine and show it to you. And much of the Holy, what the Holy Spirit revealed is what the apostles taught, the apostles of Jesus in the, in the New Testament. And those things are in agreement with Jesus. They didn't announce a new prophet. They didn't announce a new person. They didn't announce a new person we should listen to. Everything in the epistles, in the gospels, points to Jesus. Jesus is God's final revelation. 
Does it mean we know everything? No. Because the scripture says we know in part. But when that which is perfect is come, in, in other words, there will come a time when we'll have a fuller revelation of God, but it will not be on this side of eternity. It will be in the perfect era. When we get to heaven, then we shall know him as he is. But until then, the final revelation is Jesus. Any revelation beyond Jesus is not God's special revelation. It may be somebody's revelation, but it's not biblical. It's not God. General revelation, God speaks through creation, through our conscience, our culture, we see it. There is a general understanding. When when you, you know, sometimes I hear people say, well, we don't need Christianity because we knew God before Christianity came. It's true, we knew God. There's no culture that doesn't know God. Every culture knows God. Every culture. But it's general revelation. It's not special. And I just want to quote one verse, one passage, and then I'll close for today. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, verse 22 to 31. Acts chapter 17, verse 22 to 31. May I say, you being very good students, this is a very hard topic to treat on a Sunday. It's not God will bless you, not it will be well with you. This is... This is very fundamental, foundational. This is, they teach this in schools of theology. I've broken it down to congregational level, but at least you, you can talk to people confidently and say, I know general revelation, I know special revelation. And people respect you for that, I'm telling you. If you talk to any theologian, you tell them, I know general revelation, I know special revelation. And in general revelation, God spoke through the creation, through conscience, through culture. I say, wow, where did you learn that? Pastor Tabel taught me. <laughs> All right, okay. So, let me conclude with Acts chapter 17, verse 22 to 31. And you would see the play of general revelation and special revelation in this passage. When Paul went to Athens, the Bible says, Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus, and said, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. And he can say to men of Ghana, men of Ghana, men of Cape Coast, men of Ashanti, in all things you are very religious. When I just look at the way you worship, you are very religious people. Verse 23, for as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, and so they had objects of worship, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. That phrase particularly means to the unseen God, the God we don't see and therefore don't understand. Then Paul says, therefore the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you. So you have a general revelation of God. He's unknown, he's unseen, but I'm now proclaiming him. I'm now giving you special revelation about the one you have general revelation about. Verse 24, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Nor is he worshipped 
with men's hands as though he needed anything since he gives to all life and breath and all things. So Paul is saying God doesn't need anything from us. He doesn't need goats and cows and sheep from us because he gives us everything. He doesn't need anything from us. Verse 26, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us. Are you getting that? So he's saying God put us where we are in our nations in our cultures, in our backgrounds, so we will grope for him. The word grope comes from somebody who is searching in the dark. So you will feel for him. You will try to find him. And then he says, he's not far from us. He's not far from any one of us. He's not far from any human culture. He wants us to seek for him. He wants us to find him. But in general revelation, when we are seeking for God, we are groping for him. It's almost like looking for him in the dark. Verse 20 says, For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Then verse 30, very, very important. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he, appointed, he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. So what is Paul saying? So Paul is saying there was a time when everybody was trying to look for God. Groping, groping. Ghanaians are doing it. In Ghana, Shantis are doing it. Fantis are doing it. You know, we're beating our phantom from. And we, we do, we're sprinkling things and pouring libation. You go to India. They're bringing, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's groping. Everybody's groping. And Paul says, everywhere in the world, people are groping. But God says, stop. Why? Because I now have... My son, listen to him. Because when you listen to him, you will no longer be uh, 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 groping in the dark. Because he will tell you who I am, what I am like, and how to come to me. So what Paul is saying is, it's not just about Africans who must repent. But everywhere, people must move from general revelation to special revelation. And to what Jesus Christ came to teach. God's final revelation to us. I'm going to continue next week. Revelation. Inspiration. Interpretation. Illumination. Application. Get a deeper understanding of God's Word with God Has Spoken, a landmark teaching by Dr. Mensah Otebil on how to relate to the Scriptures. When you're studying the Scripture, the most important and the most authoritative basis for interpretation is the life and words of Jesus Christ. 
we are Christians, not Davidians. We are not Jeremiahites. We are not Paulites. We are not Abrahamites. We are not Mosesites. We are Christians. We are named after Jesus. Get your copies of God Has Spoken by Dr. Mensah Otebill. Available in five-pack audio series. Contact Auto Bookshop Christ Temple now. 233-302-688-000 or email autobookshop at centralgospel.com Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.